Welcome back to another edition of Jory Sports Stories. I'm your host, Jory, and welcome to Super Bowl week. This week, we kind of changed the plans. We'll be covering both the Super Bowl teams, diving into picks and predictions, and we might take a look at exactly how we got here. Plus, we even have some Pro Bowl material, which was in fact hilarious, by the way. And join us as we dial in, prepare for the tw- the 2022-2023 NFL season finale, the Super Bowl. Let's dive in. First, congratulations to the Philadelphia Eagles on a phenomenal season, which resulted in a Super Bowl appearance. Whether or not they win, we'll find out Sunday. And clearly, Howie Roseman can draft and put the pieces around a big piece, Jalen Hurts. That's the big reason why they are where they are. They built around them, and the defense is stifling, as it's ever been. Give Roseman his credit for this roster, but give Nick Sirianni his credit. He's doing a great job as well. Even though there are certain people who like to think and voice their bitter thoughts that he's on a free ride, and as much as the game relies on the athletes, They can't do it alone. They can't scheme, play call, game manage, and execute at the same time. So that's invalid, and it's bitter. So credit Roseman for putting the pieces together. Credit Sirani and the rest of his staff for coaching, play calling, and schemes. And credit Sirianni, again, for for being able to motivate and lead that locker room. That plays a part of it, too. Credit to the players for buying what Sirianni was selling and executing it at a pretty high level. So there's pretty, pretty, there's plenty of credit to go around, just as there's plenty of blame to go around when they lose. There's a lot of work into running an organization and putting a winning product on the field. There's plenty of movement, moving parts. Hence the word team. So for so to put that so to put out there that somebody is along for the ride, it's just a along for the free ride. He's getting a free ride is absolutely asinine and illogical. And considering the source, who should know that this is a team sport, it reeks of bitterness and hate and resentfulness. I'm not going to say the word hatred because that's not what I'm getting from it. It's just resent and bitterness because it's a division rival. So there's that. And then one begins to compare where they are now to where they were just last season. You can't possibly tell me that all the moving moving parts weren't in play and revamping that and establishing a defense. This year, they're number one in points per game and touchdowns per game. And they're doing it on the ground with the number one in rushes per game and rushing touchdowns per game. Compared to last year, which which was something completely different. Remember last year, how they went into the playoffs? Was it last year or the year before? Last year. Last season. They went into the playoffs and got curb stomped by Tom Brady. This is a more mature team. The defense did a turnaround, credit to the caliber of players they were able to able to acquire. But let's get into it. The best thing Philly did again was put the pieces around Jalen Hurts, who has taken large steps into his development and progression. 
Hands down, you go get A.J. Brown. I don't like it. You drafted extremely well, and now you're beginning to reap the benefits. And as a Titans fan, I really want to see A.J. thrive. Clearly. No love lost. And as a lifelong, as a lifetime Bama fan, I'd like to see all my guys thrive, including Jalen Hurts. And I'd love to argue with a bullheaded, a bullheaded Sooners fan about it, because there's a reason why he uses his high school in, introdu- in his introduction. Because folks go to acting a straight nut, trying to claim who. But I'll argue about it. It's petty, but I'll argue about it. And if we're being completely honest. Philly may run that division for a few. Granted, they all stay together. I know money, 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 money talks. Jason Kelsey's my spirit animal. And honestly, he's just a dude. A good dude. A solid dude in the center. A veteran dude. The secondary has made leaps and bounds from where it was last year. Granted, the rush defense could leave some room for improvement. I really do think Philly has a chance to not only win, but they could either win heavily or it could be a close one. Who knows? I feel like Philadelphia has a really good chance to win this football game, if we're being completely honest. And now we're on to the the Kansas City Chiefs. And one thing, I'm not going to pretend like I like Kansas City. I don't like Kansas City. Their fans are annoying. And as a Titans fan, how those games plan out usually irritate me for a while. I mean, they haven't been turning out too terribly, but... The Chiefs and the Titans just don't get along, and I'm pretty much down with that anyway great that they found their way great for them they created their own path to success and when you pair the talent that is Patrick Mahomes with the mind that is Andy Reid and the creativity with their offensive coordinator EB who should be a head coach soon magic should happen and magic does happen apparently and the one thing I'd really wish the Chiefs would do is get bigger corners and safeties because they've been notoriously small and could be seen getting absolutely done in by bigger receivers. Now, I'm talking about the DK Metcalfs and the AJ Browns who are just absolutely freakish. And bigger running backs tend to be able to run them over as well. So they do need to get bigger, just a little bit bigger, with their corners and safeties. But always, through the years, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. They look vulnerable, but good. And then they start turning into a buzzsaw. But there is a recipe for success against them. You, If you get up, stay up. If you get up big, stay up big. If you step on their throats, stay on their throats. Don't let up because it's still the Chiefs. They still can turn it on at one point. You can't give Mahomes a lot of time or he'll make you pay. He's mobile as well. He'll take off. 
you have to be very disciplined against this team due to just the threat of Patrick Mahomes, who is clearly the best quarterback in the league alone. Then you got Kelsey, who's a threat. Then you got the running back, who's a threat. He's fast. He's shifty. The offensive line does a really good job of blocking. Somewhat. And then the defense, you got Chris Jones. You got Frank Clark. He's still there, I think. You got some pieces on the defense. And the defense got better as the year went along. But here we are back at a Super Bowl. But here's the thing. Something is different. Patrick Mahomes isn't 100%, which could be either a game changer or a ruiner, however you want to look at it. They really haven't played a defense like Phillies all year. Maybe the healthy Titans gave them a good run for their money. But they And they've given Patrick Mahomes a lot of issues. That's how you beat him. You disrupt Patrick Mahomes before he even gets going. Injured or healthy, he can still methodically march up and down the field. But will Philly allow it? Probably not. That's a shutdown defense. Now, they definitely have a fighting chance because of Mahomes. Because of the defense. But if Mahomes get hurt again and he can't play in that Super Bowl against the Eagles, then it's light out to be it's lights out to be honest. It's stacking up. To be that if they lose that quarterback, they're done. And now I'm going to give you my predictions before I get into the meat of what I'm going to talk about. So I have the Eagles 37-35. No, let me get that right because that's not what I wrote down on that paper. 37-30 or something along that lines. Because for Philly's run game, it's just a needle in the chainsaw. They have, again, they have A.J. Brown. You have Devontae Smith. You have Dallas Goddard. Your offensive line could is very strong. Could probably buy you some seconds, some time. And your corners are downright better than Kansas City's corners. So your quarters can sh- can shut down, and they they can tackle. And one thing about it, Andy Reid is good at making adjustments. Sirianni's good at making adjustments. Who can make the more adjust the most adjustments in this game as the game goes by? Do we believe that Chad Henney, in the event that Patrick Mahomes goes down, because that's a really that's a real event. That's a real thought in everybody's mind. What if Patrick Mahomes goes down? That's a real possibility. He has a high ankle sprain. He could re-aggravate it. So how would Andy Reid adjust to that? How would they adjust the play calling to Chad Henney? How would they operate? Would they run the ball with Pachicho? Is that how is that how you Pachicho? Whatever. One of those. Will they run the ball more? Will they try to run the ball more? Because I think Philly might have the better run defense of the two teams as well. Even though they could, again, I see some room for improvement. But I think that pound for pound, man for man, minus the quarterback position, and you can argue the tight end position, 
the Eagles are the better team and they should win this game. And now we're going to talk a little bit about how did we get here for each team. Just a little bit of a season review. Just kind of refresh our brains to kind of know what we're going to expect in this game. Now, if we look at this Eagles season. Hold on, I'm going to pull it up. They really didn't win and not win. They didn't lose until like week 11. I mean, they won the divisional round 38 to 7. They won the conference championship 31 to 7. Granted, San Francisco didn't have a quarterback and New York Giants just ain't ready yet. They got a ways to go. But let's see. And they lost against the um They only lost against the Commanders, the Cowboys, of course, and the Saints. And if you look at the scores, bro. Like, some of these aren't even close. You could tell. Like, like, look down the schedule. You could tell the better teams. But they were a juggernaut from the get-go. They had their their hiccups, their two to three hiccups. Now, the Cowboys game, they didn't have Jalen Hurts. I don't know what happened with um, with the Saints. They probably didn't have him either. But but listen to this. They beat the, the Lions 38 to 35. The Vikings 24 to 7. The Commanders 24 to 8. The Jaguars 29 to 21. The Cardinals 20 to 17. The Dallas Cowboys 26 to 17. Now, just in those four, six games. You're averaging 20-something points. Almost 30. That's why they're high. They're number one in points per game because they're averaging almost 30 points per game. Now, think about that. They've been winning more impressively this year. We're going to talk about the Chiefs and how they got here, but this is about the, um, this is definitely about the Eagles. They beat the Steelers 35-13. They beat the Texans 29-17. They lost against the Commanders. They got smacked against the Commanders because they were complacent. And A.J. Brown was dropping balls. They were they had they had a bad day. They won against the Colts 17-16. They beat the Packers 40-33. They beat my Titans 35-10. 48 to 22 against the Giants. 25 to 20 against the Bears. They lost 34 to 40 to the Cowboys. They lost 10 to 20 against the Saints. They beat the Giants 22 to 16. 
Now, just to be completely clear, it's very rare. Like, there's only out of an 18-week schedule, there is one, two, three, four. Four games over 30 points that they've allowed over 30 points. They lost three of those. Wait, hold on. No. No, they lost one. They lost two of those. I misspoke. They lost two. So, how did they get here? One, by stopping your team from scoring. scoring. Two, by opening the floodgates. That's how you win football games. So, they bludgeon, They pretty much bludgeoned their way through the, through the, um, through the league, through the season this year. And people were talking about the Bills being the pretty boy favorite and da 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 They were concerned about Jalen Hurts and him being not the criticism and da 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 And Jalen Hurts did exactly what I thought he was doing because I'm a Bama fan and I know what he's capable of doing. He put that work in. He developed pretty nicely at Oklahoma. I'll give you guys credit for that. But at the same time, y'all can't just go ahead and flat out say that we can't, as Bama fans, can't claim him. He graduated from Alabama. He played there for four years. He got a national championship, I believe. Grow up. But this ain't about that. This is about how the Philadelphia Eagles got here. Now, when Jalen Hurts got hurt, now I don't know if his shoulder is completely is 100% either. So that could be, that could play a decent effect. But the way they buzzsawed through the play playoffs that makes me believe that his shoulder is completely fine. Now, to win this game, again, their defense is going to have to stop Patrick Mahomes from the word jump. He can't pass go not once. Because, again, even though, yeah, Patrick Mahomes is clearly injured and he clearly limps and he's ginger sometimes, that's still Patrick Mahomes. He can still put something out of his pocket. He's very talented. Andy Reid is very smart. So I think that Philadelphia needs to stay disciplined. That's how they'll win this game. They need to stay disciplined. They need to get on Patrick Mahomes' throat. Make Kelsey frustrated as a Titans fan. If you can make Kelsey frustrated, he won't produce much. He'll just throw a tantrum. He might get a few flags too. So make Kelsey frustrated. Disrupt Patrick Mahomes' rhythm. I don't want, I'm not saying hurt him, man, but disrupt him. Don't give him as much time. And don't let it. Make it so that he can make these miracle these miracle throws on one foot and no looks and don't make it so that he could showboat. Shut it down. Because when the Chiefs have to play discipline and foundational football, that's usually when they lose. So don't let the playbook be fun for them. Take all that fun stuff out. Make them play football. Make them line up and play football. Because if they do that, if Philadelphia makes the Chiefs line up and play football, instead of all the fun, cute stuff, I believe that the Eagles will definitely win this game. And if they do it pretty handily, they could win by two scores. This is a type of game that has the potential 
for a blowout for a blowout on each side or a close game on each side on either favor. It depends on who steps on who's next first. All right, let's talk about the Chiefs. Let me pull up their information real quick. Let's see how they let's break down how they got um. Here. Okay, so one thing I want to note is that both the Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs are 14-3. and three. They're tied for the best record in the NFL. The Kansas City are, Chiefs are slightly above the Eagles when it turned in terms of scoring, like 29.2 points per game. That's first. Remember, the Eagles are twenty have twenty eight point something. They're second. Okay. They have more. Well, they got their losses out the way early in the season, and you can push the you can really push the Kansas City Chiefs to overtime, and if you can do that. That's what I mean by lining up and playing football and not having it being funny and cute. You could you could push them to OT, you could probably win. Even though they won both of their OT teams, OT games. But let's talk about it. So they played the the, the uh excuse me. They played the Cardinals, beat them 44-21. Played the Chargers, beat them 27-24. You played the Colts, got beat 17-20. Patrick Mahomes didn't have a pretty good game, yada, yada. But then you put the lights out on Tampa Bay, albeit a bad team, 41-31. You barely win against the the Raiders, 30-29. You barely beat, you lose to the, um, you lose to the Buffalo Bills, 2024. You beat your crap out of the, the 49ers that weren't very good at that point in the season, 44-23. You barely edged by the Titans in overtime, 20-17. to you beat the Jaguars 27-17. You barely beat the Chargers 30-27. You beat the Rams, a bad Rams team, 26-10. You beat the Bengals, actually. You lost against the Bengals 27-24. Hence, that's why they started calling the Arrowhead Burrowhead. Don't do that again. You beat the Broncos 34-28. You squeaked by the Texans, 30-24. You beat the Seahawks, 24-10. You beat the Broncos, 27-24, in a surprisingly close game against a bad team that was going through growing pains. Back to, I apologize for that, but back to talking about how the Chiefs got here. So, contrary to what I said about the the Eagles, who were single-handedly bludgeoning teams it's clear that the Eagles had the better defense because 
this Kansas City Chiefs defense will allow you points. Sometimes they can stifle you, but sometimes they can spot your 40. So the way the Chiefs won this season really wasn't impressive to me, if we're being completely honest. It wasn't Chiefs-esque because I feel like the league is starting to become catching up to the Chiefs and they know how to stop the Chiefs for the most part. Well, they know how to contain. I'm not necessarily saying they know how to stop Patrick Mahomes. They know how to make it hard. So that being said, they haven't been winning as impressively as the Chiefs to me. Even though you could say that Patrick Mahomes being on a bum ankle, leading them to come back and leading them to win against Cincinnati was pretty good. But at the same time, throughout the whole season, they were up and down. And it depended on the caliber of team that they were playing. But right now, this is their biggest test. This is what they're playing could be argued as the best team in the NFL. Because this is what the Chiefs do. And I'm not being a Chiefs hater. They'll, they can give up. They'll score the lights out. They'll score so much that the score person's fingers is tired. But they'll also allow that many scores as well. So... I don't know what's going on with coaching. I don't know what's going on on the other side of the ball because if we're being completely honest, this Chiefs defense can look very inconsistent, which is why they can allow that many points. But when you have somebody like Patrick Mahomes who can throw you out of a hole, who can dig you out of a hole, it's not that much of a big difference in the season. But here is where it is now. If the defense is inconsistent, they're going to lose this game. If the offense gets disrupted, they're going to lose this game. I mean, I'm not saying that they don't have a fighting chance. But if Mahomes goes, if his ankle blows, and he further injures that ankle, they're done. Period. Because... You take it then because take that last little statement away. Just trying to get my thoughts together. But you take like if they were able to take out Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying target the ankle. I'm not saying be dirty. I'm not saying do punk stuff. What I'm saying is if he gets hurt, and that's literally one of the most explosive players in the league right now one of the more talented players in the league right now, the, deep, the Philadelphia defense is probably still going to pin their ears back, but it's going to be that much easier for them to pin their ears back and get after you. And then the offense can pin its ears back and put the Batman signals all in the sky and call all the Batmans and whatnot. And then you know what will happen if Patrick Mahomes goes out down? We will have to endure some of the most obnoxious fans in Philly. Not even just, Philly fans are very obnoxious. They're more obnoxious than Cowboys fans. That's why I don't like Super Bowls coming to the NFC East. Because Giants fans aren't that much better. But they're obnoxious. Philly fans will make you want to fight them. 
They different. And if you can't handle the heat, don't get in the kitchen. You heard what they did to Fred Warner's wife because her, her bag was red. Now, that I don't agree with. I would have had somebody beat up. But I need to hear what they're... I'm not in that predicament for a certain reason. But Philly, Philly fans are different. They climb greased poles. Um... They're disrespectful. They'll go on the on the on the news and diss you for not catching a pass. Philly fans are different. You better ask Ben Simmons. So yeah, we and the Chiefs fans aren't that much. The Chiefs fans aren't that much better either. If we're being completely honest, they really aren't. They're obnoxious too. And Patrick Mahomes says somebody in his family is more excited than the for the halftime show than the than the actual game. We all know who that is. But still, I feel I completely feel like the Kansas City Chiefs fate rests in the hands of Patrick Mahomes because pretty much any other position on the field. Minus maybe tight end. The the Eagles are better at them than that. So, no Patrick Mahomes, no chance. And some slight bonus material before we conclude. I had a very good time watching the Pro Bowl games. I actually like this format. Some people don't. Some people are just being buttholes just to be buttholes. But I like it. Like you're trying to take the danger out of actual playing a football game, but you turn it to flag football game and various skill challenges. What's the problem with that? It's entertaining, mildly, because these players are funny. And you let them be them. And you let them have their, their brotherhood or whatnot. And then you get... And it's for the kids and for the fans and everything. I would like to go to a Pro Bowl one day. So I'll probably be saving up my coin. I might go next year. Or, depends on who's in the Super Bowl, if I get a high, Lord's willing, if I get blessed, I could go to the Super Bowl. I'm just putting that out there. If my team's there. If not, I'll go to the Pro Bowl. But still, one of those will be happening for us very soon. But the big man moved to change challenge killed me that really made me laugh because Marcus Spears was like what the heck is the NFC doing because they did look very dumb the first go round. they were over there trying to drag that 5,000 pound wall by itself and then the AFC people they were over there just taking the weights off and like what are you doing bro but Maybe they would have won if they had to have Fletcher Cox or something like that. But what not? Fletcher Cox, I believe, is in the Super Bowl. But that was funny. The water balloon splash was funny to me as well. Because you got swole dudes trying to carefully throw a water balloon and they end up throwing darts. And Kit Kat 
kick-tack-toe wasn't as entertaining this year because they the, all the kickers missed it. It should have been a snap-tack-toe. A snap-tack-toe. Yeah, because Morgan Cox, my long snapper, did his thing. And then the, the, the flag football games. Now, here's the thing. So, can we change the format so that the last flag football game don't just completely screw over the other team that actually won all the skills challenges? Because, come on now. Even though it's deserved for the NFC, I'm an AFC girl, even though I have NFC teams too. But come on now. It should have just been worth three points. And they still wouldn't have. I'm just saying that because AFC would have won. But it, that game should not have. No. Make all the flag football games worth three to six points. Period. And then make the skill challenges worth three to four points. That last part didn't make no sense. But whatever. And then the best catch, Stefan Diggs thought he was slick, but that's neither here nor there. I feel like they could have did better with best catch. I, that's neither here nor there. But the jug machine was also entertaining as well. Just some thoughts on the pole bowl. Just some thoughts. Just some random thoughts. And we've reached the conclusion of another edition of Jory Sports Stories. And I would like to t- tell you guys, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Jory Sports Stories. Feel free to leave your own opinions. And if you liked what you heard, feel free to share the podcast. And let's grow the audience. Follow us on socials for more updates. And next week, we'll be going back into our postseason analysis. And we'll be talking about the AFC North. And we'll be breaking down the Super Bowl. Can't leave that out. AFC North. I did the AFC North already. I'm such a clown sometimes. The NFC North. But I will see you guys next week for a breakdown in the NFC North. Thank you guys and see y'all next week. And fly, Eagles fly, because we already know who I'm going for. Now, I won't be saying that anymore. That's my one only battle cry. My next battle cry will be a tighten up in September. I'll see you guys next week.